For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. What's up, buds? And as the puck drops, the words that DC fans have been waiting to hear since 1974, the Washington Capitals are the 2018 Stanley Cup champions. It's not a dream. It's not a desert barrage, it's Lord Stanley, and he is coming to Washington. Welcome back to Jaber's Ring Radio. I am your host, Adam Stringham, and today I'm happy to once again be joined by Greg Young. How are you doing, Greg? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Nice to uh, be back. I wish I was back under uh, better circumstances, but uh, yeah, nice, uh, kind of nice to be back and uh, hear from everyone again. Yeah, yeah, and today's a great opportunity for us to kind of get back into the swing of things with some rink reps. Um, you know, they've been coming up on the site here for the last week and a half, and uh, I think it's time that Jaber's Rink Radio kind of gets back on its horse, and uh, we can go through some guys today as well. Yeah, kind of been through the, uh, I think we've all been through our individual morning processes, which I know for me was probably a little shorter than normal after a Capitals playoff loss, given kind of the amazing run they went on last year but uh now it is last year so yeah i think time to kind of hop back on and everything yeah um so today we're going to go through nicholas backstrom travis boyd andre burakovsky john carlson and brett Connolly. so we've got some good opportunities here for discussion i'd say four great ones and then uh, a bit of a dud so <laughs> we will uh get started um, i'm sure you're thinking of travis boyd as being the great one right obviously <laughs> Uh, yeah, yeah, that was it. <laughs> so much to talk about with Travis. Well, that could, that, 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 that would be, that's what? your opportunity to jump on it then. Yeah. Um, all right, let's, let's start off here with, with, with Nicholas Backstrom. Uh, Backstrom put up 74 points in 80 games this year in the regular season. Um, you know, which is great. It was his second highest point total since 2014-15. And it was, um, you know, three points more than he got last year, which is pretty good for a guy who's 31 years old now, uh, especially when the team didn't quite get the secondary scoring that I think they did in the past. So Backstrom, they, they really did need him to kind of carry the load um, with Kuznetsov kind of struggling. So, you know, he he did he did really well. Um, our great, who wrote this one? Becca wrote our the rink wrap for Backstrom, so everyone should go check it out on the site. And... Uh, Really, what Becca pulled is what I think is a, a great, amazing stat for Backstrom is that his 52 assists are his sixth consecutive season with at least 50. Um, he's just the 26th player in NHL history and only second active, of course, Joe Thornton, who's still in the playoffs, to accomplish that feat. So really just uh, another spectacular, under-the-radar season from Backstrom who just um, you know continues to, to be a, a fantastic player. Um, doesn't always get like the big accolades at the end of the year, but... Um, a guy that, that that's kind of quietly put up uh, a career that I think will contend for the Hockey Hall of Fame when it's all said and done. Yeah, to me, that's actually the really interesting question with Backstrom is, I mean, he's been so consistent for so long. And I mean, 
we look at, and this is something that, you know, I noticed too, in the last uh, two, four, six years, he's missed a grand total of 10 regular season games, which is, again, just unparalleled levels of consistency. He's always, you know, seen as, I think, one of the best, the best defensive Capitals players, uh, playing with some guys who maybe aren't as defensively focused. And again, just a tremendously impressive season. And uh, I, I do think that when it's all said and done, he's going to be maybe the most low-key NHL Hall of Famer ever. Um, but he's, I think he's definitely seems to be pretty well on that path at this point. You know, I mean, when you're talking about a list where it's just you and Joe Thornton um, on the list among active players, that's pretty, uh, that's pretty special. And he's starting to really get into some pretty rarefied categories. And I think it's, you know, I think when he started his career, it was one thing to just say, oh, well, he's just passing it to Ovechkin. And I think any Capitals fan would easily tell you that's definitely not true. That's, you know, obviously he's his own independently great player. And I think, you know, last playoff run and just kind of seeing him, particularly over the last two years, as he's played a little bit less with Ovechkin, as uh, Kuznetsov taken that role a little bit more, um, you know, you could just tell how independently how great he is. And, uh, you know, maybe the single toughest player to get off the puck on on the boards in the NHL, or at least in the top 10 there, just uh, just an unbelievable player. Yeah, I mean, I, there, there's just so much great stuff when it comes to Nicholas Backstrom, just a guy who's always, um, you know, just been happy to be there and, and to do his best to help the team win. And, um, you know, obviously the only guy I was more happy for to get that the, the Stanley Cup last year was Ovechkin, right? Yep. Um, yep. So it, it's really just uh, just uh, really been a blessing to watch him play. I mean, the, the vision he has on the puck, but, but also off the puck is, is really, um, what, 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 what kind of takes him. Yeah. yeah. It's, it, it, he's, he's a very, he doesn't quite have like the creativity of that Kuznetsov has, but he's just always, he seems to know where to be and, and know where to put the puck. And, um, you know, he's not going to do that fancy behind the, the net, uh, you know, what, what the, the twister, whatever they yeah, call the, the Kuznetsov pass, yeah. but you know, he, he, he makes the right play and, um, you know, he, he kind of drives the power play as well. I mean, you, you talked about how he's more than just that, but, um, you know, he, he, when, when he's not going on the power play, I think you can kind of see it a lot. Uh, even when, engine, exactly right. I mean, when, when yeah. they, I mean, he's got to be able to shoot. He's got to be able to kind of be that threat, but he's also the guy who finds Ovechkin for the cross ice, uh, one timer. So, um, you know, usually when you have a guy as great as Baxter, you have a lot more to say about him, but. Um, what really hasn't already been set, right? I mean, it's yeah. kind of another ho hum, yeah. very solid season from from Backstrom. Yeah, and uh, I mean, again, was I think one of the few Capitals to that I would say. I mean, he was over a point a game even during the loss to the Canes in the playoffs this year. You know, with eight points, and uh, I, I think he would probably say that wasn't his greatest playoff series. But again, just you know, was uh, I think one of the few guys to the Capitals who was consistently generating at least something during that series. And so I think he's, you know, again, just reliable one thing i do i always try to do this at least once or twice a year is sometimes i'll look for a game and kind of look at an individual player and just kind of key in on them and see what do they do that like really makes them special and just keep an eye on them throughout the game and backstrom is an excellent guy to do that for because he i mean as you as you talked about earlier it's just someone who always seems to make the right decision and it's you, you look at it and you're just like oh well of course he made that decision it's backstrom but there's just so many little things in terms of where he is on the ice at all times and just always making the right reads. And it's just, uh, it, it makes it remarkable when he doesn't make the correct play because it's, it's abnormal, you know? And so again, just a consistently amazing player to watch. Yeah. And you made another great point about the playoffs. I think only really 
I'd say Ovechkin and Backstrom were two of the only people that I think were consistently impressive. Um, yes. <laughs> you, know, you know, Backstrom put up eight points in the seven games. Um, you know, he shot at like 27% or 28%. So it's not, yes. it wasn't like he was like lighting the world on fire with, with shot volume, but, you know, he spent some of that time with, with you know, Oshie and, uh, I mean, I guess some of it not with him, but altogether, all, all uh, <laughs> some of the guys that he spent some time with really struggled. Uh, yes. kind of down the stretch. So, um, he's amazing. <laughs> yeah. So, what, what what would you give to Nicholas Baxter on a score of one to ten? With uh, remember, it's relative. It, it's well, hard. It's relative to what your, your expectations heading into the season. Oh God. Well, I mean, I guess by that I, he did exactly what I expected him to do. Uh, but man, a five just seems really low, doesn't it? Right? Yeah. Like, yeah. Um, it doesn't. It almost doesn't seem fair. So. I'm going to add a arbitrary, he's an amazing player and future Hall of Famer bonus and probably give him a six or seven, somewhere in that range. I don't know about you. Yeah, so I'd probably give him a seven just because it is, <laughs> you know, it's the real, I, I think I expected him to drop off a little bit more. Um, but <laughs> our viewers, yeah. our view, our, yes, and our viewers used the, our viewers, our, the readers on the site definitely used the, well, either they think he back from had a really, really great season or, um, you know, the eight's the average vote for But that's okay, too. I mean, it, it's whatever, whatever. It's it's for our own enjoyment. And I just think it's pretty interesting to, to always see how how our readers um, rank these players as well. Yeah, and I, I mean, I, I do buy your, your point that, you know, I mean, he is now what? Like, I have 30-ish, somewhere Thir- around there. This was his 31-year-old season. Yeah, and I mean, that is right around when you start seeing players decline, and there's just been no evidence of that, so... Yeah, you know, like I, yeah, I think I think a seven or eight sounds pretty pretty accurate to me. So Backstrom has been between. Oh, let's see if he, every season that he's played more than seventy games, he's had at least seventy points since ten eleven. Yeah. So besides, you know, that awful season. Yeah, I mean, his stats are really boring in the sense of like they don't change at all. I mean, even during then, his shooting percentage has consistently hovered between like 10 to 15 percent you know you don't see a ton of you do see some spikes but you know you see that with everyone just uh again just remarkable like remarkably consistent and remarkably boring at the same time (laughs) oh yeah and he uh you know we we both hope to see him back in washington but i guess that really will be the one last question we have before we move on here to travis boyd is that do you see nicholas backstrom uh re-signing in washington john and i talked about this a little bit on the last episode about how um brian mcclellan's kind of already said came out and said that the capitals are going to get a little sentimental on these next contracts for ovechkin and backstrom so i I fully expect them to stay um what about you you got to get that deal done, right? Like yeah. you just like you got to figure out a way to get that done. You know, hopefully, I think is a much more interesting question. But for Backstrom, I, you know, I think the 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 good part is just how consistent he's been. You know, barring some kind of fluke or injury or something, he'll you know, you can pencil him in for seventy points in great defense, and uh, I, you know, that's that's really valuable. I also I would also say as follows: one thing that I've kind of noticed is that he's consistently in such good position, and he doesn't rely on a ton of speed already. Mm-hmm. So he's someone that like, maybe you could see his game kind of aging like a Joe Thornton's a little bit, you know, of uh, kind of are still able to be effective even as they get in kind of their, their mid thirties. So, you know, I think it's, I think it's one where the, the length I think will be interesting. I, I would suspect it'll probably be in like the 
six to eight million range, somewhere around there. And uh, we'll, we'll see what happens lengthwise. But yeah, I, I, they got to find a way to get that deal done. What do you guys say? Yeah, I mean, I think they got to get it done. I just, I've got no real handle on how much it's going to cost them. Um, yeah. I mean, who knows? <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, the best thing for the teams, obviously, if you're going to give them a longer term deal, you really got to get that AAV pretty low. Um, yeah. But, you know, it's, you know, it's going to be mean, hard. You, uh, so, so let me ask you this. Would you say they were able to get him locked up for like six years at like six and a half mil per? You take that deal? Um, I mean, I probably, I, 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 probably, but I, I, yeah. I never really liked the idea of... I don't know, having a player at 37 years old, even a guy like yeah. Backstrom. I mean, I, I think I think I'd do it. I mean, if there's anything, ideally Backstrom and Ovechkin both yeah. finish their careers in Washington, right? So, um, yeah. I mean, I, I guess that gotta, would theoretically be the deal to deal to get him yeah. to the end. So, yep. uh, I don't know. Well, let's start, let, let's uh, yeah. we, we can revisit I, I that one. For hours, but yeah. No. Crazy. Yeah. Let's move on here. Let's talk a little bit about Travis Boyd. Um, so Boyd got into the lineup a lot more this year than he did last year. Last year was his first one with any NHL team, NHL time. He had eight games played in the regular season, one assist. And then of course in the playoffs he had, um, he didn't make one singular appearance. Um, but this year he played in 53 games. He tallied 20 points. So that's, that's, that's pretty good. And he was part of a fourth line that was pretty productive for a while, um, for stretches of the year and then other stretches of the year. They were they were really a non-factor. Um, I really am going to let you take the lead here on Boyd because I just don't have a lot of oh, man. stuff to uh, say about him. I mean, I'll, I'll give him this. He played 53 games and he got 20 points. That, that's pretty solid, right? Yeah, like, yeah no, uh, it definitely is. You know, for like a fourth line kind of plug, you know, he uh, was had, you know, only six penalty minutes, which I know everyone loves to joke about how many they have, but I think that's, that's a skill, right? You know, not being kind of playing a little more grindy of a role and not getting penalized a ton is good. Uh, he played one playoff game, at least according to what I'm seeing, and had one shot. So, you know, I, I don't think the playoffs are, you know, hey, look, if he's having to play a lot of minutes in the playoffs, you got some other problems probably. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's tough for me to get too invested in him. I frequently would mix up uh, him and Dowd in the lineup at times, uh, which I feel terrible about because uh, I know that, uh, Nick Dowd actually evokes some stronger feelings, I think. But like, I mean, Boyd is fine, right? I don't know. Like, he's he's fine. <laughs> yeah, I mean, honestly, when like seeing his stat line, seeing twenty points was pretty surprising to me. Um, yeah. I, I mean, it could be IS over Chandler Stevenson. I would say that, right? Well, <laughs> yeah, which Stevenson's not on the docket today, but I'm I'm kind of out of kind words for that guy, to be honest. Yeah, with you. yeah. I mean, lowest I think individual shot generation among all NHL forwards. So it, it's good. Does not have that so for 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 a that. guy guy with that kind of speed. Um, you expect to see a bit more. But Travis Boyd's more of that traditional fourth liner, right? He's the guy who's gonna he's, he's a grinder. He's gonna um, do his best to kind of muck it up there. Um, you know, don't his real goal, I guess, is to avoid the big mistake, right? Yeah. So he's um, he he and honestly I think he generally did a pretty good job of that. Yeah. Um, if you're a fourth line player and you're a fringe player, but you're playing 53 games, to me that seems you are avoiding the big mistake because if he wasn't, he wouldn't have played 53 games. Like you know, and I I think there's a more open question and interesting question to me about like is that a great way to evaluate players, but. You know, I think at least in Reardon's eyes, he, you know, did that enough to where he was consistently in the lineup. So that's something. Yeah, it, I don't know. It, it, it's 
it's t- I mean, the guy. I mean, depends, I mean, how much do you care about face-offs? He wasn't that good in the face. Even he was bad in the no. face-off dot too. I mean, the whole oh, cat. Let's be honest, though. Percent. That's atrocious. I mean, besides Backstrom, everyone on the Caps was bad that's... on face-offs. I mean, it was not that that you know is is generally going to be the thing that makes the big difference. Um, I mean, no. the ca- the Capitals did. If I remember correctly, they did kind of lose off of a face-off in the playoffs in Game Seven, but yeah. but. That's also bored by Travis Boyd. <laughs> yeah, me too. To be honest, and, and if any of our listeners are really big Travis Boys, Boyd, uh, Travis, I was going to say Travis Boys. I don't know why Travis Boyd fans. Um, you're interested in enough to where you get his name consistently. Yeah, you are. You are more than welcome to comment on on, on this post, and, and we'll happily. You should comment anyways, but yeah, please yeah. comment about Travis Boyd. Yeah, we we can talk about him a little bit more. Uh, no, no, Travis Boyd's fine. He is a, he is a serviceable fourth line player that I will not be overly upset to see get a sweater. Uh, Which is going to be the opposite of the next guy we're going to talk about, obviously. <laughs> uh, well, I definitely want to see the next guy get a sweater next year. Yeah, no, I all agree. Right. I agree. <laughs> all right, so all right, uh, uh, I give him a six. I, I think he was pretty. Yeah. He he was. I didn't have a lot. Of, I mean, I almost give him a higher amount because of the point total. Um, I you know I know. Points maybe aren't the best, you know, but like when it comes down to it, you win the game by getting more points than the other team. So yeah. getting more goals. Yeah. Um, that. 20 ma- points. That's, yeah. that's pretty good. Now, I have no idea looking at what I'm looking at, how many of those were like secondary assists or something. It might be that like he had 15 you secondary had five assists. fewer points than the next guy we're going to talk about. All right. Well, let, let's settle down over there. All right. Uh, um, all, right let, let, all right. So you're going to give him I, a fuck. I give him, I don't know, less six is fine. I'm, that's that's fine. I, I, yeah, I, I mean, he played, which I think it was probably higher than my expectations for him going into the year. So, you know, that's fair. I, I he played more than Smith Alley, which I never would have guessed. So yeah, yeah, that, one, it, that one's a bit of a surprise. Yeah. Uh, the the readers are stuck between a six and a five. I, I love when we get these like nice, um, like normalized distribution for votes. Like it's really. I don't know, just like set. It's, it's like very, intrinsically satisfying. It's, yeah, it's like okay, we're doing something right, like as a as a group. If we have like a nice normal distribution. Yeah, and it's also like we're we're not. I don't think we're far off from the pulse of the fan base on Travis Boyd. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, if if you ask me, like no one has a pulse when they're talking about Travis Boyd. But let's. No, I'm <laughs> I'm, I'm kind of comatose right now. So. All right, all right. Let's move on and talk about a guy that gets. Uh, uh, Oh, Andre. Everyone's, everyone's heart rates up. Yeah, well, sometimes. Uh, Andre, let's talk about Andre Burakovsky. Let's talk um, about Andre Burakovsky. Poor, and, poor Andre. Um, he yeah. is not having the career that it looked like he was really on the path for. Uh, you, yeah. you look at his... I mean, he... he over the fir- I, I think I pulled this number last year. Over his first like four years in the NHL, he was like a top like 30 or 60 player and even strength points per 60 minutes. I mean, just yep. e- even after the, you know, the hand injury, he was still doing pretty well. And he, he's just kind of really, especially this year for the first half fell off of a cliff. Um, oh. You know, he, he just like visually, he wasn't the same guy either. I mean, just, but he is, you know, maybe you, you could see that kind of before this year, but it was, the stats weren't there and just visually he was struggling. I mean, he just did not look like a player that was, providing a lot of value and uh, the coaching staff definitely agreed. I mean, his average time on ice was just uh, 11 minutes yeah. this year, which is 
I mean, so low. And it's so hard to make an impact at that level, um, even if you are playing well, which he wasn't. So he, he, he put up he put up 25 points in 76 games. He also put up 25 points in 56 games um, last year. So same point total in 20 more games. Um, you know, he, he played less than 100 more minutes, but it's still... Still disappointing, but bright side, most of those points came in the second half of the season. 17 of... Where, of, where he did look noticeably better. Oh, yeah. You know, yeah. like he... And, I, you know, I think I think he got promoted to the third line at one point, you know, and he you could tell, I think, that he's a guy that his ups can be very, very high, even now, even given that he's kind of a disappointment. But, you know, yeah, I mean, the low at, at his worst, he's functionally almost unplayable which which sucks because he he's one of the guys that you know when he's on and he, he can be very dynamic with the puck and he has some speed which the capitals desperately need but just yeah he, he like the consistency just isn't there at all with him from game to the game and it's one of those where i was like i mean you you hear the stories about him talking to a sports psychologist and i think it's good that you know we want to have players being open about that but two you know i think addressing that but yeah, I think that consistency just just isn't there for him at this point, unfortunately. Yeah, um, yeah, it's tough. I mean, you look at like the advanced metrics for Burakovsky, and they're they're just no longer really as favorable as they once were either. No. Um, but he, a, as we kind of just said, he was productive the second half of the year after, especially after the trade deadline, like visibly a yes. different player. I mean, yes. you, honestly, that guy was. Very serviceable. He was, you know, worthy yeah. of a spot in the lineup. He arguably should have been playing higher in the lineup at certain points. Uh, people that were not me were saying he deserved more ice time in the playoffs, which is is yeah, nice. I think it, that, actually, I think. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, he and he was, I think, one of the few guys who I think looked pretty dynamic. You know, like at times, not not all the time. He 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 times, played yeah. he played he played well. He played well yeah. in the in the playoffs. Seven, if I remember he did. He had a goal, and uh, it was a big goal. Uh, yeah. He really helped the Capitals. Kind of well, uh, they were they were well in the driver's seat after that first period. And Burakovsky yeah. was very very good in that in, in that uh, in that frame. And he it really, he he, he, he was reasonable for the rest of the game. Yeah, I mean he he was as. Becca again, uh, and I, I did not give Sam her due for her Travis Boyd recap. So yeah. everyone, but uh, Burakovsky had the second best uh, Corsi four percentage for the Capitals in the playoffs behind yep. Chandler Stevenson. So take that for what what it's worth. I'm not... I love I love Becca's description of this too. Uh, a hearty forty six point four percent. That's not great when that's second. <laughs> no, well the Capitals were not. I mean, they were they were not good. So, but that's that that's another. No, I don't. I don't we don't here to evaluate the players, not the team as a whole, right no, now. No, that's so fair, that's fair. That's fair. And he was but, the second best. So there you go. Yeah, but I guess I guess the the other thing that I mean, the real concern is, is Burakovsky first half Burakovsky or is he second half Burakovsky? Like, and if he's second half Burakovsky, which you know you like to think he is. He's still probably not worth the qualifying offer, right? I mean, that's still not like a or What's maybe that, that's like a, I think it's like, it's like three points. Or something? I think it's a bit less than that. Oh. Um, yeah. For some reason, I always yeah, it's three point two five. Three point two five. I mean, they could try to uh, not qualify but renegotiate lower. Well, I, I mean, that's what they did with Brett Connolly last uh, year or yeah. two years ago. It so out. it did um, work. It worked out both really well for both the player and the team. Um, I think they, they, I mean, they could try that with Burakovsky. 
I just think there's a shot that he could get 3.25 somewhere. Um, yeah, I, 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 oh yeah, I think, I think there's a decent shot. I mean, because there's going to be a team or two that you know looks at that second half and says, yeah, like I, that could be, that could be an interesting player. So yeah, it's, it's, it's a first round pick. It's a guy <laughs> that that you've you've seen highlights of. You know, he gets on the on the highlight programs every now and again. He oh yeah, he can be a little dynamic offensively and. You know, it sometimes. I mean, it might be that a change of scenery is still the best thing for the player, but I don't. I don't know. He really has at times looked like a guy who could step in and play significant minutes. Uh, you know, and, and and help the team. And then the other half of the time, you just you know, you're just agonizing over. You know, does is like what 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 can like be he's done here? Exactly yeah, long play a lot. Of yeah, I mean, yeah. it's yeah, and he or he's invisible. One of the two. Invisible's frustrating. frustrating, but it's it's better than you know the big mistake over and yeah. over again. So, yeah. Uh, um, yeah, I mean, like I I think for him, he you know you almost want him to go to like a team like just from his perspective, you know, go to a team where he can just play some like you know really solid minutes and just kind of. But I mean, then again, like you say that, but he's not super young anymore either. No. So you know, it's not like a you know maybe maybe a better example of that kind of philosophy would be um a like his name um the the defender madison bowie like maybe madison bowie is someone who like they needed to trade and he could just play and make a lot of mistakes but burakovsky is older now you know i i mean to answer your question about is this like is he first half or second half burakovsky i think he's both right like this might just be who he is right now is just someone who is going to give you the tantalizing glimpses but just can't consistently put it together night to night to be worth a 3.25 or whatever the that that qualifying i i don't know i mean if you feel differently let me know but well so like you you look at i wrote something about it during the year like if you look at his numbers before and after like when the hand injury started it's yeah. it's pretty cool you know it, it, it correlation doesn't equal causation but i mean it looks like it's relatively visible right this yeah this trend in his play um, and also, he historically has done better when he's on the right side. I mean, it seems, and even this year when they started putting him on the right side is when he started to produce. So, mm-hmm. um, I think there are things that can be done to make Burakovsky a, a more valuable add to the team. But um, as Rob Parker has kind of pointed out on Twitter a few times, you know, are you going to move somebody else that's you know playing better to yeah. you know put them in a place where they might not be just to try to get Burakovsky going and. Um, yeah, Burakovsky might be the uh, the Jenga piece that doesn't quite fit. If if that's kind of the to kind of borrow a little bit of Rob's uh, philosophy there. Yeah, yeah. So I think it'll be interesting. Um, I think the Cavs might qualify him. I think it's yeah. going to be it, it it's going to they they might see if they could not qualify and renegotiate. But I think there's that's a gamble. I, th- I think I think you'd regret letting them go for nothing. Yeah. Um, yeah, you know I think. There, there probably is a little too much talent there. Um, and like I said, you know, I think he's, you look at the caps are getting older, you know, like they have skill, but it's not exactly skill that can move super quickly at this point. So yeah, you know, like maybe the thing is if I was, if I were them, I'd do the, I'd think about the 3.25, but I'd, I'd take a really close look at his role and really talk to Reardon and see kind of what the plan is for Burakovsky because as much as, yeah, Burakovsky himself has struggled, at times it kind of seems like the Caps don't know what to do with him. And that's a problem too, right? You know, it's a problem that it's, 
you know, the Caps, I think, kind of put him up and down the lineup sometimes, you know. And I think when we've seen him go up in the lineup, he's been pretty good. So, you know, I think when he's around other skill, that could be helpful. But if you're going to play him on the fourth line, I don't know what good that does anybody because he get, he clearly absorbs that too. And he's not, you know, when he's playing around with like, you know, other fourth liners, he's not going to necessarily be as valuable as, you know, when he's up in the lineup. Yeah. 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 So, I don't think there's any easy answers here though. Would no. what I would say. No. Um, yeah. All right, I think I give Burkowski like a, like, like a 3.5-ish. Yeah, three I, was right, I was right at a 4. Um, that's yeah. kind of where I'm at. Uh, that's pretty much exactly where our readers are. Yeah, yeah, it's <coughs> it's tough. I mean, it's just he just doesn't quite have it right now. So hopefully we can... Uh, I want to meet the well, guy who gave him a 10, though. I'm really curious to talk to that person. Yeah, his name is Andre Burakovsky. Yeah. <laughs> well, <it's laughs> we, like, uh, I think... Someone, uh, when I wrote my uh, my love uh, love story for Dimitri Askin, someone commented, uh, oh, uh, the guest contributor is actually Dimitri Askin's agent. <laughs> um, so, yeah, maybe, maybe that was Burakovsky. Who knows? <laughs> but uh, hopefully we will see Burakovsky back in red, and he can uh, do more of what he did in the second half at, against tougher competition. But um, it's going to yeah. be Brian McClellan has got a tough, tough choice in front of him. Yeah, and I mean, maybe he's a cap casualty because they need that room to get someone else. You know, like that that could be another thing, too. I mean, 3.25 or whatever is not an insignificant amount of no. money given the caps are at the cap right now and are going to be there for probably the foreseeable future. So, yeah, and they've got overages so from this year. That are allocated maybe to either re-sign a Haglin or to kind of like make another move. And I mean, maybe that's maybe that's another option, too. Yeah, maybe. I'm not like a... Well, Highland's all right. We'll, we'll get there in another episode. Yeah. All right, let's talk a little bit about John Carlson. Um, Carlson's coming off of that nice, fat new contract. Yep. Um, and he played really well with it. Um, yeah, he maintained his kind of production from the previous year. He had 70 points in 80 games versus 68 and 82 just a season ago. Um, he just kind of ho-hummed along and continued to just... Much better possession numbers, too, if I remember correctly, this year. Mm, I think I had him I don't know. above 50% when I, when I saw, which he'd been kind of trending down a little. So, exactly, yeah, I, I remember looking this up. And, uh, you know, I mean, obviously, Nisky and Oral have dragged down a little team-wide. But, yeah, I mean, Carlson, I thought it was awesome. I don't know about you. Uh, yeah, I mean, I thought he was great. Um, uh, Kevin Klein wrote this art, wrote the rink wrap, and he notes that... Um, yeah, this was like another career year for John Carlson. Um, you know, guys always seem to have career years and contract years, but this time John Carlson did it, you know, uh, the year after a contract, which is great. I mean, that's what you want to yeah. see. You want to see guys continue to build off of strong um, seasons and not kind of book it once once they've got it. I mean, it's really interesting to kind of go in and look at his kind of career progression uh, statistically. I mean, he had a 55 points season in fourteen fifteen, and then you know he kind of not nothing kind of similar on like a per game level i mean i, don't know, I guess in fifteen sixteen thirty nine and fifty six isn't that far off but i mean it just really was ballooned um he's not a young guy anymore though at twenty nine years old so if he can kind of maintain this for a few more years that'd be that'd be pretty great um i'm a little yeah. shocked he did not get a norris nod or i don't know if shock's the right word but 
you know, 70 points, you'd expect to kind of be enough to get you on there, to be honest. Yeah, and not like a defensive embarrassment by any stretch. He, I mean, he probably, he's not great in terms of limiting high danger, but yeah, like, I mean, he's, he's yeah. Um, my one concern, I would say, and this is less of a, less of a Carlson thing and more of a Caps thing, but he's the power play quarterback, was uh, kind of the Caps power play struggles a little. That's one I'd be a little concerned about. Um, but yeah, he's definitely uh, consolidated all the gains he kind of had last year, which is really what you want to see. Yeah, I mean, it really is. <laughs> it is nice to kind of... He, he was pretty consistent in terms of uh, power play production, as, as he was a year before. Um, it, it did seem... Like on our whatever our last ring crap is, we'll, we'll talk, maybe we can review the power play and like the penalty kill unit as, as units. But um, I think they relied on Carlson more to take that shot than they have in the past because they weren't getting shots from the right side. Um, they weren't getting them from Kuznetsov and Backstrom as the year went on, and that that really made it a lot easier to defend against. I mean, if Carlson's only two options are shoot or pass to Ovechkin, um, teams will take that like most of the time. Yeah. Um, and I mean, if you're a team, you'd rather, and I think you've seen a lot of teams start doing this, you'll take the point shot, right? Yeah, you know, like, of course, every, every time. You can get a block at a shorthanded goal, Yeah. Um, you know, as Caps gave up in game seven, and I'm not... Yeah. Well, I mean, that, there's what, also lower <laughs> percentage shots, right? I mean, exactly if you're right. a very manageable net front battle against, you know, Kuznetsov or Oshi, then, yeah, I mean, their goalie is going to see the puck, and it's, you know, e- going to either be a pretty easy save, or, uh, yeah, like, if they block it, an easy chance the other way. Yeah, exactly right. Um, Carlson did have five points in seven playoff games, so again, a pretty he's solid showing yeah. with a lot of minutes. He spent a lot of minutes, 26 minutes a night. Uh, granted, the overtime is included in that stat. Well, uh, also not trusting uh, the third kind of pair by the end, I think kind of, you know, you just Carlson just had to eat minutes by the end. Yeah, yeah, he did. Um, I mean, it, it – <laughs> If we would have seen how the team would have done if Kempney had been in the lineup, things might have been a little bit different. But hey, yeah. let's uh, let's let's move on from that. <laughs> um, sure. I, I, I am it's easy to be nostalgic, but yeah, I mean Carlson was awesome this year. Yeah, he really was. He um, is the fifth Capitals defenseman ever hit four hundred points. Another great pull by Kevin. Um, you my, really, if you're at all into kind of like those advanced metrics, you go, go look at John Carlson's kind of. Um, evolving hockey like snapshot there and he was just um for much of the year he was their number he was the number one war player uh on their site um so he he was really having fantastic season and he did slow down a little bit but hopefully we'll see some kind of um we'll see more numbers like that again from him i mean he just he was a fantastic player this year there's not a lot else to say i mean i'd probably say he was the uh, you know, besides Ovechkin, I'd say he was probably the, the team's best player. Um, yeah, this year, which you need him to be. I mean, they signed him to an eight by eight, and they're gonna—he's gonna need to be probably one of their best players again next year. Um, particularly given you know their, what they might do with some of the other defensemen in the lineup. Him and him and Kempney are gonna need to be the rocks, and they were last year. And so uh, you know, we're gonna—he's gonna need to keep it up. But uh, I don't think there's anything you know super unsustainable do i think he's going to keep shooting seven percent no but you know i don't think it's <coughs> all that wildly different you know so it's like a 0.7 different than last year so yeah i mean just he's pretty consistent not gonna be super crazy flashy or skate around a ton of people but again one of those guys who seems to kind of be in the right place and make decisions more often than not yeah 
Yeah, I 100% agree with you. Um, I give John Carlson an eight, um, mainly yeah. because he won the hardest shot competition. No, <laughs> but <laughs> so, by the way, I, I uh, was not expecting. I mean, I kind of think that there, you got to obviously weigh that a little differently, given some of the hardest shot people weren't there. Yeah, people win it, but hey, man, he he beat everyone in front of him. That's pretty impressive. Yeah, yeah that's all you can do. You can only beat the other guys that are there. Um, I mean, I'm he just at an eight, by the way. Yeah. I, I, where our readers are, you know, it, I mean, you expect, like, you know, I, I would have been disappointed, but not totally shocked if he had put like maybe a 50, 55 point year, but you know, I mean, again, up at 70, that's, that's really solid. And he was, uh, yeah, I think well-deserving of an eight, which I believe our readers also gave him pretty much. Yeah. I, I think I did not expect him to do quite as much, uh, offensively again. I thought last year was a, I mean, it, <laughs> In sixteen seventeen, he had thirty seven points in seventy two games. Yes. So I thought we were going to get somewhere kind of in between, um, and he, you know, did better than he had done the year before. So he almost so, doubled it that from that sixteen seventeen to seventeen eighteen, which is pretty. Yeah. 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 Granted, it was also only in seventy two games that year, but it sure. was. Uh, yeah, I mean, he's just been great, and uh, you know, the one thing would be it'd be nice to see kind of his shot total go up a little bit. Um, you know. To be yeah. to be selfish, it would be that would be great. That would be ideal. Also, um, the giant red blot in the five v five shots against, and you know that he does like for whatever reason, and some of that might be Ketney, it might be who the other players there are on the ice with. He does seem to you know give up some chances right up the middle, yeah. but I, the obviously the countervailing stuff that he does is well well worth that trade off. Yeah, I mean, and the <laughs> the, the Capitals as a whole were giving up a lot of those those shots. Um, I'd have to I'd have to double check if this, this year if, the, if this graph isolates all team effects, but yeah. it uh, good, good on him. He he did he had another great season. Made the contract look a hell of a lot better than than it could have um, one year in. So so he good on you. And he was worth it. So that's yeah. I mean that's what we want. Right? Yeah. You know I I want players to get paid, but he got paid and was well worth it for both sides. So it was awesome. I want them get to get paid enough for the team to be successful. All right, let's move on. Life, life as a fan in a salary cap. Exactly, exactly right. Uh, um, no, just kidding, though. They should get, hockey players should get paid. But I yep. also want the team to be successful. Um, all right, let's move on to Brett Connolly. It's about guys trying to get paid. Oh, let's boy, look he's going to get paid, ain't he? I mean... I don't know, Willie. I mean, he's got so Brett Connolly, he of the 22 goals, um, he's now put up 15 or more in three consecutive seasons. Uh, This was his first season with the Caps where he got over 80 appearances. Um, He he did have like a pretty solid um, postseason last year, and he followed it up with a uh, okay performance, I guess, this time. I mean, he only had nine shots on goal in seven games, which is obviously... That's kind of what he does, though, right? I mean, like, he in 2016-17, he more than doubled his shooting percentage, and uh, he's kind of consolidated it since then. So, uh, I mean, maybe that's who he is, too. I don't know. I mean, I wouldn't expect anyone to keep shooting. I mean, he shot 22% last year and 16% this year. That's going to fall. It it will. Uh But is he a guy who maybe can exceed his shooting percentage? Maybe. Yeah, so I looked at his he expected goals versus um, actual goals, and he was consistently 
like over the last few years above that. So I think this yeah. is this is definitely a guy with shooting talent higher, you know, with with above average shooting talent, right? Yeah. I mean that that's if we believe anything in those expected goal stats, if a guy routinely outperforms his own individual expected goals, that should imply shooting talent yeah. or something the model consistently misses, but let's just assume it's it's shooting talent. No, uh, another big thing and I think it if he were to resign for the Caps from his angle, this would be why. I'm not sure he's a guy that can go to a, you know, a different team and be a top line player, really. Like he's, you know, I, but, and, and consistently deal with the team's best defense, the other team's best defenseman every night. But yeah, I mean, as a, as a third, pretty consistent third line player, you can do a lot worse than 22 goals. And you, you have seen a lot worse. So yeah, he's all, yeah, he was great. Yeah, you know, routinely I've always kind of thought is Brett Connolly a driver or a passenger, and it's always kind of been he's a passenger. I still yeah. think he's a, I still think he's like a passenger, like to get the puck in the zone. But if you get yeah. it to him in the zone and he gets a shot away, he's probably got a decent chance of going in. Yeah, um, uh, he's dependent on a Lars Eller type to get the puck into the zone. Yeah, so I wonder how he's going to do though as Eller continues to get older, right? Yeah. So and, Eller's and it, not young anymore. It's a bit of a decline in Eller, I think, this year. So I, th- I thought so as well. Um, but that, so I, I think that's going to be interesting. You kind of kind of have to see how he slots in. Yeah. Um I mean, he's coming off of a one point five million dollar cap hit. If it's really hard to see him not get paid as much as you know yeah. Burkowski would get paid, like three point two five, I'd say probably at be. least. Yeah. I mean, he's only I mean, 26 years old, so... Frick, yeah, he is only 26, isn't he? Wow, that's younger than I thought. Um, yeah, he's been but, around for a long time. Yeah, uh, first-round pick, if I remember correctly. Um, I mean, great find by the Caps front office, I would say. You know, I mean, he was kind of toiling away um, in Boston, I think, before they signed him. And, uh, I mean, really smart pickup. Um, I, I just, I don't see how this works under the cap, unless you make a Niskanen trade or something. I... I mean, the Caps are right at the cap, and, you know, I mean, maybe they pick Connolly over Burra and don't extend Burra and, you know, maybe pick Connolly instead. I don't know if that's the decision I would make, but, yeah, like, I mean, he, he's he got to be worth at least 3.2, maybe even 4 or 5. Like, I think there'll be a team that'll offer him that. Yeah, so. if, I mean, if he... If he <coughs> I, I don't think I'd give him 5. I would uh, either. But there's a lot of dumb teams still in the NHL. Yeah, <laughs> not 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 when not when a guy's like almost doubling their career high in points. I yeah, guess. I mean the uh, I, I get that uh, the um, the Oilers finally fired Chirelli, but you know there there are some other uh, secret Chirellis out there. So yeah, I mean it, it's really great to see kind of what Brett Connolly has done, uh, especially when you kind of remember yeah. even a few years ago in the playoffs. I mean Barry Trotz benched him, right? I mean he was he was a healthy scratch. Mm-hmm. So. Um, Good on him. I mean, not only for what he did during this year in the regular season, but what he did last year in the playoffs. And he was a big part of the Capitals um, kind of winning that first Stanley Cup. And, and no matter where he goes, as, as John likes to say, we will always have fond memories of Brett Connolly. Um, and maybe having the most adorable fan ever, right, if I remember correctly? Yes, he does have the uh, the special fan that he had, like, Give that puck to right? Was that the yes. uh, the struggle yep, yep, with yep, the yep. yeah? They tried to give two different like two yeah, other three or something yeah. yeah something like that uh, which is adorable right? I still remember <laughs> that clip which is amazing. So I mean and, and like look there's something to that. I think it, by all accounts he's a great guy. Um, you know I, and I think he's definitely 
someone who you know is maybe one of the glue guys. I do I do I think that that's worth a four or five million? I, I me running my team, no. But there's going to be a team out there, and yeah, I it, if he gets that kind of offer, it's going to be real tough for the Caps to match. Just like uh, kind of in a different way, but uh, you know there. Were, I mean, look, Jay Beagle found four four mil. Yeah, you know what? You're not wrong. If... <laughs> now, should Jay Beagle be paid four million dollars? No, no, absolutely not. But like, but... Um, you know, the maybe maybe the Canucks will pay uh, Brett Connolly. That'd be great. Yeah, good for you know. I, I hope he does get get paid um, if he goes somewhere else. And yeah, yeah, hey, yeah. Um, I just hope it's not the Caps giving him five five million or whatever, which they, I don't think they could do anyways. So yeah. Know. If they yes. do resign him, it'll probably be for a manageable deal because the Caps can't afford that much more. Yeah, I mean, I, I guess the one thing we gotta like just just to, to get an idea of like how productive Connolly was this year. Um, you look at that even strength scoring primary points per hour chart. I mean, and he's yeah. like well into like first line production per minute of, yeah. of ice time, uh, despite the fact that he, he really does not get a ton of minutes. I mean, he. Really, the Capitals have like a very. Uh, Backstrom's really the only guy. Backstrom and Carlson are the only guys we really talked about today. They get a large share of the ice time, and um, it will be interesting to kind of see what Connolly does if he goes somewhere else, or, or how yeah. he would do uh, if he stays here in terms of ice time. Because he will need someone else to help him get kind of in the zone, and yeah. I, I don't think we've seen anything out of Connolly to make me think he could really slide in up the lineup and, and be productive. No, no, so I, th- I think he's the third line winger. Uh, yeah. He might really, be, a, he might be a very good. Exactly. Right. He's exactly a very good right. third line winger, but I think that's what he is. Um, you know, and the other, the other kind of concern I have too is, uh, and this is a smaller one, but it, it kind of reflective of some of the concerns I have with the caps power plays that second unit really stinks. Yeah. And uh, Connolly is kind of like a decent sized player in that. And, you know, he's not exactly going to be driving a second line power play. So, you know, I think if they were to let him go, that might be a kind of reason, not a reason why, but, you know, a contributing little thing is like, he just doesn't seem to add a ton on the power play. And uh, that second unit really needs some help. Yeah. And Alex did a great job writing this article. So make sure that you guys all check it out. Alex Urban. One of, again, uh, all, uh, all, all women Japers writers. Go, go yeah. Go us. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. For real. Um, yeah. Uh, so that 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 is our five for our first right. rink wrap episode. So um, I hope all of our listeners. Oh wait, I didn't even let us rank them. My God, come on, Adam. Um, doing? I, I'm giving them like so much on the low side. I'm giving them like a seven. Like yeah. I, I just I don't I don't know why. Like he has so many points. I use that like as a. I think I'm like I don't know what's wrong with me because I use that as like a way like to to buffer up Boyd's score. And I still maybe I had higher expectations for Connolly. Like. Yeah, he got a lot of points, but I'm also like he just got like he did his thing. Like he's he did really well. It, it, uh, you know, I, that's probably that, that is low. I think six, you know, I again, you're giving him lower than that. Yeah, I mean, I'll give him a little lower. Like, I, like I'm talking myself up into giving him like an eight, and you're like you're starting at a six. I'm starting at a six, yeah. I mean, wow. I, look, like I like Brett Connolly, but it's like you said, this is kind of might be who he is at this point. He's you know exceeded his expected ever. You know, like. Maybe I mean I don't know maybe a seven I don't know that's oh he had, he had like nineteen more points in his career high and we're giving the guy and we're giving the guy a six and a seven yeah I admit I give him I give him I'm giving him an eight you can go up to a seven all right all right I'm going up he point five that is 
Yeah, that's probably yeah, about right. That's Who yeah. We're also we're we're well. We are well below the standard for this. Uh, yeah. For for Brick Connolly. So and I, yeah, and like it's hard for me to rate him lower because of the passenger stuff because that that is who he is too, right? You know. So I, yeah, you know. I mean, he had a job and he does the job really well. <laughs> yeah, I mean, but he he also did have a lot more shots than he had in other years. I mean, yeah. he. He was. Good. I, I, yeah, I, I think I think I can, I can, I can live with I can live with the eight. All right, I, I, I can live with my eight. I think, I think I think we talked ourselves into a much more reasonable score. Yeah. All right. Sounds good. All right. So now now we are done with our first five rink wraps. Um, so thank you to all of our listeners to sticking with us as we kind of power through these through these this post this postseason. I guess it is still the postseason, but it is not the Capitals postseason. This off season. No. Uh, I did. Uh... I do, I do have an admission, which I admitted on Twitter, which is uh, I impulsively and perhaps after a couple of beers uh, might have bought a Brett Burns Sharks jersey. Oh, so no. Yeah, I know. I, I love Brett Burns. He's one of my favorite players. Um, so when did, when did you buy it? When, they, not, when they've been losing ever since? No, I, yeah, I know. Well, okay, so <laughs> I bought it. They won game seven against the Avalanche. And then, yeah, the series against the Blues hasn't been great. Um, so we'll see. Uh, you know, but I think it's kind of – it's always nice to get a different team. I – I, I would imagine you're probably a similar way, um, all of us, but Maddie, I would imagine, probably feel this way, that uh, go anyone who's not the Blue or Bruins. Um, I do have three roommates who are all Boston sports fans, so uh, I think they've won enough, personally. <laughs> but uh, I, 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 I'd be happy to see Mo, uh, Mojo win, but that's about yeah. it, um, to be honest. I mean, I, I, mean, I think... Blues would be really cool, right? I mean, that's a team that's arguably just as bad of a postseason history as the Capitals. I, but you know they haven't they haven't won a cup either in franchise history. Yeah, not as much heartbreak I'd say, but That's yes. Fair. I mean, you want the no. heartbreak? The Sharks have that in spades. <laughs> yes, well, yes, the the Sharks are are the capitals of the Western Conference. Yes, that is, um, and, but, and by the way, if they if they ever do get healthy, that is a really fun team to watch. So, you know, yeah. there are other teams aside from the Caps, and they're, and they're fun to watch once in a while. Well. If yeah. you like the caps, you should listen to this podcast. So thank yeah. you to everyone who did listen to it. And we will be back with another episode soon. Thank you. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.